0: Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything if you want to keep up with me lex on instagram my instagram handle is at just lex page j-u-s-t-l-e-x-p-a-i-g-e and that's where you can find all of my social media content it's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources i have to help you survive social media And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, Thank you for being here, but I'm so excited to start this new journey with you, so please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you, but for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to, and hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy! Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, a Page Media Co. podcast all about surviving social media. We'll go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, interviews with some of the most badass business owners sharing their own experiences, and we'll learn all about the tools and resources you need to survive social media. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Okay, so before I actually start this episode, I did just want to put something at the beginning because when this episode was recorded, and actually when the first couple of episodes were recorded, so you'll hear this disclaimer for each of them, I was still very much figuring out the logistics of this podcast and of this part of my business. So you'll hear me say a couple times that all of the updates for the social media survival guide can be found at Page Media Co, which is still true at Page Media Co, still myself and my personal slash business account. However, I did decide to go ahead and make a separate Instagram account for the Social Media Survival Guide podcast and project as a whole, just to make sure that everything kind of lands in one place. So you can find that on Instagram at the Social Media Survival Guide, and it's on TikTok as well as just Social Media Survival Guide. Like I said, everything was very pre-production when these first couple of episodes were being recorded, so I wanted to make sure the most accurate, up-to-date information was included. And yeah, I think that's it. Okay, enjoy! And we are live. Hi, and welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide. My name is Lex, but chances are, if you are here listening to this, probably already know each other. Statistically speaking, most people do not listen to the first episode of a brand new podcast. And all I can hope is that one day, this first episode serves as brand new introduction to me, to what the guide is, and what to expect, both on this podcast, but also from me as a person. I have been going through a super transitional period in my business lately where I have not felt aligned with services i was offering i was not feeling aligned with the type of content that i was creating and the one thing that i found i really did love was youtube and unfortunately youtube comes with some of the most labor-intensive processes to actively run a youtube channel and i just don't feel like i'm in a place to extend that service to somebody like to outsource for the editing or you know the description writing Things like that, which again will tie into kind of my story and why I wanted to make this episode. It has taken me forever to make this transition from YouTube to a podcast, not even that I did YouTube for that long, but a podcast will be way easier to keep up with as far as the consistent content coming out every week. I definitely still plan on making YouTube videos, but when it's for a more educational purpose, and I want this podcast to serve as more of a off-the-books, totally chill, not really here to only talk business. However, because I know that most of us care about the social media world, if you are here listening to this, you are either a user of social media, you might use social media in your business, and I definitely want to continue to provide resources and tools and options, you know, services that serve to those wanting to continue their education in social media. So I'm not saying that I'm going completely away from the educational style content, it's just definitely not where I want to focus anymore. I want to be a person rather than just my business, which up until this point I did feel as if I was kind of consumed into this box where I could only make content of social media and tips and how to run social media, how to become a social media manager, and I love that, I truly do but deep down, I know that that's not where I want to stop. That's not where I want to cap myself, and being consistent with the YouTube channel as Page Media Co. creating content about becoming a social media manager was going to really lock me into one style and one niche, and that was educational at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to, which again, I love creating that content. I just don't want to only create that content. Same thing on Instagram, which I know with all of these handles and all of the new projects coming up, it's probably going to be a little bit confusing and I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. But again, this podcast is going to be a place where I want to connect with others who are in the social media industry, no matter what your niche is, really. I don't want to say I only want to talk to coaches or I only want to talk to somebody who went viral and had 17 million views overnight i don't want to cap it at anything because i truly believe every single person's experience with social media is different and i truly believe that somebody just being in the right place at the right time could really change your life like there's just so many things that happen around us outside of our control that you never know who crossing paths with is going to quite literally change your life And I feel like there are a lot of people out there who have super inspirational stories to tell. You know, I want to continue to share this educational content, but more in a way where you are learning directly from somebody else's experience. I don't necessarily want these episodes to be three tips for growing your Instagram this year. I would rather it be like I'm sitting down with this girl who consistently has really awesome client results in her business and she's going to let me pick her brain and share all of your most asked questions. That to me is more beneficial. I also personally do not learn in the best format from videos or podcasts and I'm not saying that it's not possible to do that but to me podcasts aren't necessarily where I turn to for educational content. For me, that just looks a little bit different. For you, it can look like that and that's totally fine. I have a super neurodivergent brain that does whatever I want sometimes and for some reason I just cannot retain information that is relayed to me via a podcast that is intended to be actionably used if that makes sense like to me podcasts are more of a place to come to chill get to know somebody maybe hear a little bit about other people's experiences at least that's what I have to do and I definitely still want to include that educational content in here but again just applied in a little bit more of like a real life way rather than Here's three tips and tricks or a bullet-pointed list. You know, I definitely still want you to take some value away from this. But I, again, I have a lot of super amazing people that I cannot wait to share. So, again, I figured I would start with my own story. Not even saying that it's that interesting, but... I know how i am when i find a new show or a new podcast or something or a new creator i want to know about them i want to know their background and how they got to where they are okay so see this is the hardest part is i don't really know where this story starts to be relevant is it relevant to start with where i was born and raised is it relevant to start with where I consider the first phase of my business to have began because a lot of things have happened in between those times and especially when you factor in that it's now 2022 and a lot of shit has happened over the last few years. So I guess a really, really quick roundup is I am from upstate New York, middle of nowhere. I promise you have never heard of it. I hated everything about pre 20. I don't know 15 so when i was in high school i decided i was going to graduate a year early and be out on my merry way into the real world i ended up going to a suny college which i don't know there's a family guy reference like that makes a joke about going to a suny school so do with that what you will but i started going to college in 2010 and i graduated in technically 2015 but in 2014 only had about a class and a half left and I decided to do it online at the same time I had just gotten out of a super shitty relationship at the same time I had decided I was gonna quit my job for no reason because when you're 20 21 the real world does not actually exist and again I just decided there was no rules and I was gonna do whatever I wanted so after making all crazy life decisions in a very short amount of time about a week after all of that happened I decided I was going to travel down the east coast so to kind of catch up I currently live in Charleston South Carolina but that day that I decided to move out of New York State I left with no plan I left with about I don't know, three suitcases that would fit in my car. And I just drove. I literally just drove down the East Coast with no plan. And looking back on doing that now, it was really fun. It's cool that I get to say that I did that, but you could not pay me enough money to do that again. It was stressful. But at the same time, I like didn't really have, I don't know, real bills. And I didn't know what it was like to, I don't know, be a real adult but again, I was 20, thought I knew everything. Fast forward, driving, like ping-ponging down the East Coast, staying with friends. I was in Long Island and then I was in Philadelphia and then I was in, I was in Wilmington, North Carolina for a little while and then I, I had one friend in Charleston and I had an aunt that lived about 45 minutes outside of Charleston. So I knew that if anything went wrong actually inside of Charleston, I would always have somewhere to fall back to, like my aunt was there so it was just a little bit of a safety net so anyway i eventually made my way after ping-ponging down the east coast to charleston i got a job bartending within like 48 hours of living there and within a week of working at this bar i met people that i would later move in with it was really cool and to say that i'm still here i mean this is now seven eight years later is pretty cool and to see all that i have you know accomplished in the time of being here to be a thousand percent honest i don't love charleston as much as i used to but it is a really cool place to live so anyway let's fast forward a little bit so this is just a disclaimer going into this part i my dates and my years and my events are all over the place for explaining this story so I'm going to just try to go chronologically I don't know just bear with me through this because it's a lot and especially if you have known me I'm going to start this story from 2015 because that's when I feel like it's most relevant. Like I said, if you have known me in real life over the last seven years, a lot has happened and I do want to share more of that. I'm going to try to keep this podcast specifically more business related, but I do have a new project coming, going to be a little bit more personal based and we can dive into all the times I've fucked up. We can dive into all the times that, you know, I, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get into it. Don't worry. So anyway, the story is going to start from 2015 and it's strictly going to be business related so I feel like it's important to mention that I went to college for business management and marketing to again be totally transparent to this day I do not feel as if I use my degree more than what I have learned by just working hands-on in the field to the point of where I am today and utilizing every resource that was available to- also worked my ass off I have never had less than one source of income whether that's a job or a side hustle or anything i mean for most of my life i worked two jobs like two full almost two full-time jobs almost Okay, so 2015, I had lived in Charleston for about a year and I got really into my own fitness. I got really into my own health, my own wellness. Like I said, I was a bartender for a really long time. Super unhealthy lifestyle, nothing against it. It was the best fucking time I ever had in my entire life was being a bartender. I have some of my wildest craziest memories i have some of the best memories i've met people who have played really really huge roles in my life so i'm definitely appreciative of my time in food and bev if you still currently work food and bev my heart my gratitude my thanks it it goes out to you because it takes a special breed of person to work in food and bev Anyway, I got really into my own health and wellness. I decided that I wanted to get into the fitness industry. So I took a bunch of courses. I went back to school. I got a relevant degree for something like that. And I became a personal trainer. And I worked at Orange Theory Fitness for a really long time as a group fitness. Again, if you work in the fitness industry, my heart, my gratitude, my thanks goes out to you. Because that also takes a very special breed of person. And same thing there, I met a ton of really fucking cool people who are going to be in my life forever and who have played really huge roles in shaping who I am today. So in 2015, I get really into my own fitness. I start working at Orange Theory. I realized that there is a huge demand in my current network for training and for meal planning and nutrition. So I decided to go back to, to get another course, to get another certificate, become a fitness nutrition specialist. And I officially started my first business, which was Meals by Macros. Familiar with the nutrition world, macros is a very common way to track your caloric intake. And it was my method of choice. And I had a lot of you know, awesome clients there who trusted me in their fitness journey along with them. Again, a lot of really fucking cool people who have played huge roles in my life and I'm so thankful for. But that was really my first official business. And I had that on the side of working at Orange Theory for, I mean, pretty much the whole time that I worked there. I stopped working at Orange Theory in 2020 when I took... Media Co. full time, but again, a little bit more in between that. At that point, I had lost the love for the nutrition side of things. I, again, trigger warning, total backstory I grew up with a really bad eating disorder, you know, dysfunction in there. And I realized that I had been using that business as an outlet to really control that. And I had a super unhealthy relationship with food at that point, and I just did not feel right offering it as a service anymore. I also at that point had advanced with Orange Theory to not need to do that side hustle anymore, so I essentially stopped doing that. Now at the same time that I had accepted this advancement with Orange Theory, I had also lost my love for Working in that industry as a whole, but I hadn't really recognized that yet. And again, it's nothing against the industry, it's my own personal battles that I deal with. This also relates back to my human design chart. If you're not familiar with your human design chart, we can get into that on another episode, but I'm a manifesting generator and I have an open pathway, I think it's called. I'm not an expert on this, but pretty much what it means. I struggle to keep my attention span to something for a really long time, which also translates to my industry focus, my jobs, stuff like that. The thing is, is I've never really been like a job bouncer arounder. Like I've been pretty firmly planted at the jobs that I've had. But when I lose, you know, interest in what I'm doing I just completely start to burn out. I slip back into old ways and it's just super unhealthy for me. And again, I'm not saying that this is the case for everybody. It was just what happened to me. So anyway, just everything that led up to all of these decisions I'm trying to include. I forgot one little part that in 19, I started a party planning business after Doing event planning and party planning for just friends, family, whatever on the side for a really long time. But I had officially registered, I had, you know, chosen a name, I made an Instagram handle, everything to you know, start promoting this business. And then about four months later, COVID happened and shut down that industry. So it's just so funny to me that it was the timing of it. I really did love that. And I would one day like to maybe dive back into it a little bit. But again, just COVID, the timing didn't seem right. It seemed like a sign from the universe. So anyway, that was kind of in the middle of all of this. Like, I'm really not kidding when I say my brain goes a million miles a minute. I am constantly... (laughs) trying new things and learning new things and oh, it gets tiring after a while. I'm totally kidding. But anyway, at the same time that I was making this advancement with Orange Theory, I was losing my love for the fitness industry as a whole. I decided that I at least wanted to get away from working for somebody At that point, I was confident that I could rent a space somewhere and that I had, you know, enough of a clientele built up. I had enough people who trusted me in their workouts and all of the above to come with me there that I was confident in making that choice so that's what i did i quit my job really without a plan i didn't even have a name for this new business that i was starting i just knew that i had to do it so these were all of the businesses that i officially started so where does page media co fit into this i had a friend who had an etsy shop reach out to me and ask if I would help her with her business Instagram, and she had come to me just based off of the way that I was running my personal Instagram. Looking back now, it's just so funny to think that I had that type of time to commit to something like that because I literally haven't even been logged into my personal Instagram in, at least over a year. Anyway, a friend asks me if I'll help with her Instagram for her business. I say, yes, we start working together. It was something that I just did like for fun to help her. Like I genuinely loved it. And that was really, again, this was 2016. That was really when I realized... There's kind of a demand for something like this. And at that point, it hadn't clicked to me yet that I could start my own business as a social media manager. To me, that was a job that you would have to have with a company that was already established. They would have to hire you on. They would have to be hiring for that role. And it just didn't click yet. And looking back now, I'm like, duh. Anyway, one thing with her leads to another and I end up connecting with another business owner who's offering to pay me now. To do this and i'm like whoa somebody's actually offering me money i think at that point i had accepted about 200 dollars for a month of running her instagram account now at this point it was not nearly as intensive as it is now again this was almost six years ago a lot has changed since then pretty much all we were doing was posting pretty pictures on her feed that's it we weren't really too concerned with hashtags. We weren't really too concerned with, we were concerned with what the captions said, but also marketing on Instagram was still kind of such a relatively new, you know, concept that we didn't put too, too much thought into it. It was definitely still, you know, intentional, but I have learned and grown a lot since then. Like, just for reference, I would say then it took me, I don't know, five minutes to write a caption. Now it takes me minimum 30 minutes to write a a caption. And a lot of factors go into that, but we'll talk about it another day. So again, fast forward to quitting my job at the gym. I, at this point, had built up a huge network. Working with that company for so long, we had the opportunity to build really big networks. We had the opportunity to connect with a lot of really cool people, especially a lot of local people. So as I was quitting my job, people were like, oh, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And I'm like, I am going to start training on my own, but I'm also going to be doing this other thing which was the social media man. So again, at this point, I had been actively doing social media management since 2016. This was in 2020. So for about four years. So I had learned a little bit, I was getting a little bit more confident kind of talking about what I was doing. Instagram was introducing a lot more, you know, opportunity. TikTok had just come out and I at the time didn't know how powerful it was going to be. Little did I know it was going to rock my world a couple (laughs) months later, which I had been on TikTok since about 2019. I would say the Middle of 2019, I was on TikTok, but just as a consumer, like strictly as a consumer. So again, back in 2020, skipping around this timeline. I was getting a little bit more confident telling people what I was doing. So as I was departing from this job and like doing my goodbyes, it just naturally came up in conversation. Like this is something I'm going to be doing. If you know anybody, like please let me know. Here's my card. I had cards printed. I was ready to market the shit out of Page Media Co. So at this point, I had signed a lease on a space that I was going to be training out of, RIP, and I had clients lined up. So within a month, And I'm not saying this to be dramatic. I'm not saying quit your job and this will happen for you. But like I busted my ass for that month. Within that month, I was able to build Page Media Co. to a point that it was sustainable enough for me to focus on full time. Meaning, was I in a position to quit doing the training altogether and solely use Page Media Co. as my income? No. But Page Media Co. was to a point that I had to invest more time in it in order to get it to that point. And that time was being taken up by training. So essentially a month after quitting my job and deciding I want to be a business owner, I now have two businesses that both have the potential to go full-time, but I have to choose which one to invest my time and energy in. At that point, I had really acknowledged how burnt out of the fitness industry I was, and I decided to go with the social media management. Again, this was two years ago. The way that I operated then is a polar opposite, 180 from how I operate now, but it was strictly word of mouth. I did not even have a website. I did not have an Instagram. All I had to show was the accounts that I was currently it, and that got me booked and truly something that I preach now again something to take away from this podcast if anything is that I really do believe some of the only things that you need to start booking clients as a social media manager is a really good portfolio and proof I mean I had no process I didn't have an email list I literally did not even have a social media account for my business and I was already booked full-time and I'm not saying this again as a way to be like look at this cool thing that I did I'm saying in a way that I don't know don't underestimate the value of traditional marketing which is word of mouth and now to kind of skip forward a little bit it's 2022 I have grown page media Co. to a point that I never expected and I more than I ever thought possible I have connected with thousands of other badass entrepreneurs and you know business owners just creatives in general which brings us to the current crossroads that is happening which again I feel like This is probably the best place to say all of this. I don't really know, again, where this story starts and stops being relevant. It's a little dramatic to say that I didn't have any process or like workflow. Like I did. Like I knew, you know, at that point I had onboarded a lot of people. I had worked behind the scenes on a lot of businesses. I had a really, really good idea of what type of customer experience I wanted to provide. And I was ready to actually implement that and use social media to grow my business. So I did. I started Instagram, I started TikTok. And again, this is where we kind of come to that crossroads. Now, when I had first gotten myself on Instagram and TikTok and saw the content that was currently being created by social media managers who had just started to do this in the last couple months who... Claim they make $10,000 in a month. They say it's so easy and blah, 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 blah. I kind of, you know, stepped into the space of social media manager side of social media. How many times can you say social media in one sentence? And I had decided that I was going to create educational content for others to actually learn how to be a social media manager and share ways for business owners to utilize social media in a way that would help their business. And this seemed pretty. You know, straightforward. It was like, well, all of this bad information is being shared, and I am willing to speak the truth. You know, I'm not scared to say the hard thing. So I placed myself again in that space as educational, which is fine. And that industry needs people like that. However, after about a year of being on Instagram and on TikTok, my business being, you know, educational. I would say it was actually less than a year. It was maybe like six months. I realized I don't like being in this educational state. I had spent so like, this is the best way that I can explain it. Somebody is imagine having your full-time job and then you come home and you make content about your full-time job for hours after your full-time job. That's where I was at. And I, you know, had my client work, but I was still creating educational style content and throughout this you know time period i have courses and certifications on my end to up level my service to learn more to figure out really where i wanted to go that when i did finally start promoting myself on social media i was making bigger packages i was replacing my smaller package clients with bigger package clients and it worked i connected with a lot of really cool people and i met a lot of really amazing business owners some that i got to work with i think at this point i've been behind the scenes of like at least 50 I want to say closer to 100 but definitely at least 50 um, different businesses where I have either you know worked hands-on with them done a consultation seen their back end all of the above and again I, it's not that I want to give up making this educational content because it does connect me with so 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 many more business owners but I want to start to differentiate myself as a person from my business like up until this point a lot of people thought my name was Paige or like think actively currently still call me Paige and that's fine. Like people have only known me up until this point as Paige Co., who teaches people how to become a social media manager, which again, that's fine. I'm just ready to move on to the next phase, which is kind of where the disconnect came when I did start implementing YouTube like in the more educational style is I do have a love for YouTube and the longer style... Video, um, It's just not the educational style that I want to be creating consistently. Like I said, they will definitely still be, you know, special appearance. Like I will definitely still have educational content out there. It's just not what I want to do all the time. And that's okay. I currently have the Social Media Manager Survival Guide, which has every single thing inside of it to become a social media manager that I can give you from my own business firsthand experience. And I know that that's there and I know that that's available to people. It's only $99. I swear this is not me promoting it. It's just me saying I know that I have the educational, you know, cluster of content out there for anybody who truly wants to learn. With that being said, I'm also currently working on new ways to take on clients so jumping back to youtube really quick as page media co with the educational content like i said there is a love there for the actual process of having and running a youtube channel i just don't have the drive to put into educational social media content full time with that being said i have been saying this for a while i have had this idea in my head for years and right now I'm officially saying it I am starting a new project this month this new project is going to have a YouTube channel and it is also going to be a podcast and it's not social media based it's not it's hard to explain right now without saying too much but I also don't want to say too little because I'm not trying to make it like some mysterious thing I just genuinely I haven't finalized how I want to start talking about it yet but I know that I'm really really close and that's kind of been my problem up until this point is I give myself these like deadlines and I freak out if I don't hit that deadline and I'm like oh my god like I'm the, the worst at this it's just going to be when it's convenient and not in a way where I don't know it's so hard to explain right now again there's more coming but like I said, this new project has to do with the YouTube channel, has to do with the podcast. I knew that if I had continued putting out Page Media Co social media content on YouTube the way that I was, there was no way I was ever going to be able to focus on this new project's YouTube channel, which still ties into Page Media Co. So let's go to this. Consider Page Media Co like the umbrella, and all of these projects are underneath that umbrella. So Page Media Co is kind of like headquarters. It's me, like Page Media Co is me as a person. Page Media Co. on Instagram and TikTok is going to share a plethora of different content. I plan on sharing a lot of video tips just because that is really where the future of marketing is going right now is in video and I want to help make video as easy as possible for as many people as possible. That's also why I'm not scared to share like free tips and tricks, like that's not the problem here. The problem isn't that I want people to pay me for my services, I still want to be able to be beneficial to people for free because my target audience within my business is not people who have no idea how to work social media, which is fine. but. I choose to only work with people who actively put the effort in on their social media currently themselves or have in the past because those are the people who truly understand how much goes into this and it's a little bit easier for them to understand my packages and my pricing. But anyway, I just wanted to make that clear. That's not the issue here. The issue is that I don't want to make free content because I want people to pay me for my service. I'm good. My clients' spots are filled. I work full-time with people that I love and I could not be any more thankful and for right now i want any of my extra time to go towards this new project as well as this podcast so again page media co kind of that melting pot for all of the different projects that i have going on the new projects Ooh, should i say the name i'm not gonna say the name yet just because i have a story slide already made that i know i want to use to announce the name and i think that's where i want it to be for the first time i also don't know when exactly i'm going to be putting this episode out so hold on the name but just know it's there so anyway melting pot pa- page media Co- new project is one of them and then also this podcast known as the social media survival guide i also plan on making a new instagram for the new project as well as a new tiktok and then for the social media survival guide i do plan on having a separate instagram for it i do plan on having a separate tiktok but that's going to be where you will find most of the free social media content, the tips, the tricks, the how to's, the tutorials, stuff like that. So, again, Page Media Co, me as a person. The survival guide pages, more of the social media based content. New projects, pages, obviously for the new projects. Now, when I say Page Media Co is going to be personal, I don't mean as if I'm trying to turn myself really into like a personal brand. I just mean like, If I see have a cute picture of my dog, like, I want to post a cute picture of my dog without worrying if it, like, fits into my business aesthetic, like, page media code can exist without being on that Instagram page, which, again, it still will be, but I want it to be okay for me to be just a human, which, again, leads us to this podcast. I felt very businessy. I felt very robotic when I was making, like, just educational-style content, which is why I want this podcast to focus mostly on connecting with other people, speaking to them as humans, learning about their business and sharing their experience in order to help you grow whoever you are, business, person, what So I still need to figure out exactly how the dynamics of this podcast are going to work. I you know, have people who are interested in sponsoring. I just don't know if it's like annoying to have to say ads. I don't know if I should do them at the beginning or at the middle, or at the end. I don't even know if I want to bring them in right now so just bear with me as we go and like I said this first episode was just meant to be an introduction this is what to expect so expect the unfiltered side of social media and expect the we're all just out here trying to survive social media and there's no reason to make it harder for others so really quick I just want to kind of explain a little bit more about why I feel called in this direction I feel like there are so many social media gurus and coaches and tips and tricks out there. Oh, make sure your video is five to to seven seconds long. Use a trending sound. Point and dance and wear red lipstick and blah, 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 blah. All of these like hacks, right? That I just want to help remind people that it's okay to exist as a person on social media. It's okay to not be perfectly curated. It's okay to not go viral all of the time. I actually have very, very strong opinions about all of these things, which I do plan on making specific episodes, again, with the help of other people. You know, I think by learning from other people directly and hearing about their experience, it can definitely open your eyes that there's not one way to do social media. There's just not, and that's, what it boils down to and the way that I feel about that also closely ties into this new project that is starting is that there's not one right way to do everything and that there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of things to say that could truly benefit you and you never know who crossing paths with could change your life. And that also closely ties in with what the focus and, you know, purpose of this new project is going to be. So I figured this would be a really great place to start and kind of get that head start on officially getting people on here and telling their stories and really getting to know people and at the same time, learning a little bit about social media in general. Another huge thing that drives me to do something like this in this style in this setting is so many people think that going viral should be their goal that you're not successful if you aren't hitting millions and millions of views and a lot of people don't realize that viral does not equal value viral just means that your video is seen a lot of times whereas value means that it's serving a purpose and it's helping somebody and it's you know teaching them something and it's helping them better understand something it's you know, opening their eyes and I would rather have 10 people come to me and say, hey, this TikTok that you made literally changed my entire perception on being a social media manager than to have a viral video of me saying or showing how good of an aesthetic I have, you know, that doesn't serve anybody and you might get a shit ton of followers from that, but it's just because those people want to be you they want something that you have they you know that's I I don't I'm not a 10 I don't have a perfect aesthetic my hair is usually a mess like it's impossible for me to present myself in that super curated way that I feel like so many people do and their virality comes from having a good aesthetic and that's fine that just shows you're creative and you're able to make everything in your life match but that's not me and I just feel like you know, with a lot of these tips and tricks, it's forcing people inside of this box to only create content in a way that they expect to go viral. And that's not fair. Like, I don't think it's fair to tell somebody, hey, you can only make a video like this because it means that, you know, a million people saw and that's validation that you're doing something right in your business. I have had tons of clients go viral who weren't optimized in other areas to benefit from going viral. For example, if your website is not supporting that traffic, if you don't have enough of your product in stock, like there's a lot of things that come along with going viral. It also doesn't help that some of the meanest comments I've ever gotten on social media have been from videos that have gone viral. So I'm not saying that I'm only going to be talking to people who have gone viral and have millions and millions of followers. I mean, there's tons of people that I have crossed paths with who... Have been so influential to me that I I just know they need to share their story to more people and I am excited to have a place to do that and again a lot of these people aren't like viral TikTok celebrities but they have a knowledge in something that has truly changed my life and I want to share that. So I'm hoping that that helps give a little better insight as to what to expect from Me, as a person, again, my name is Lex. (laughs) I don't even know if I said that at the beginning, which, horrible marketing on my end. But anyway, because I am recording this episode so early in January, the only other things that I would think to be relevant to add into here would be just some other goals for 2022. You know, I always want to hear about yours, and I want to hear really about everybody's. I also just got done making a TikTok about how to make a vision board because somebody asked, which again, I love doing that shit. It's not that I want to stop doing that. It's, I don't want to be relied on for that content, I guess. I also posted a Q&A box on my story that I'm just going to pull some random questions for because I again by the time I edit this down it'll probably be about 18 minutes and that is way too short of an episode for me I am a solid hour podcast episode listener and I promise from here forward they will be that long this was just that first one I had to hit record and I had to go because I have put this shit off for way too long and I have a perpetual habit of placing unnecessary stress and deadlines on myself when I don't need to. And that is something I've done this project, with this podcast, and with everything in my life. So I had to hit record and go. So there was no real plan here. Just to, again, explain a little bit about who I am and how Page Media Co. became a thing and what to expect. But I thought it would be fun to talk about some of this stuff just as we go into the new year. Hopefully, this episode comes out in January so that it makes sense. So some goals for myself outside of my business for 2022 is to learn how to tattoo. Again, if you don't know, I have a full sleeve of tattoos and a plethora of other, some not so great, some pretty cool tattoos and I just think it would be cool to learn how to tattoo so I got a kit and everything I'm going to practice on myself because I make reckless decisions and tattoos to me are I have object permanence issues (laughs) and to me putting a shitty tattoo on my body is not the worst thing that I could ever do so here we go I also have always had a fascination with nails like fingernails not in like a weird way in a way where I love getting my nails done and I love doing like super dramatic super extravagant nails and I really this year I want to go to nail technician school it's only I shouldn't say only because a couple thousand dollars is a lot but you can do it in like four and a half to five months I, I don't even want to do it to practice on other people to start a business with it or anything. It's because I want to learn how to do it on myself because I have a lot of really cool ideas in my head that I get scared to ask the people at the nails I want to do. And some goals within my biz. So I obviously am going to be launching this new project relatively soon, but as far as you know, my social media management services, I really want to get to a point where I can serve as many people as possible. I want to work with as many people as possible. And the way that I've really kind of figured out to do that is to continue working full time with my clients hands on and on the side, do some sort of membership or group training or something along those lines. I think I have it figured out again, kind of waiting for the right time to officially launch them, which story of my life. There's not ever going to be a perfect time, so I need to do it. I also, for my business, want to continue this year up-leveling my film industry slash knowledge slash skills, whether that is with another course or actually going like to a hands-on film school. I really do want to kind of work a little bit more with that and continue my education there. And enough about that stuff before I have a mental breakdown of about all of the things that I haven't accomplished yet. Let's do some of these questions from Instagram. Let me pull this up quick. Okay, I'm literally just scrolling and picking random ones. So, okay, who's your favorite? I actually got asked this recently in an interview for a creator campaign for a brand. They asked me who my favorite TikToker is or content creator and i overall i have a lot of answers however i'm gonna go with who is my favorite at the moment so at the moment i am obsessed with maya knight not in a weird like creepy stalker obsessed way where a lot of the people in her comments are but in a way that she has such a way of speaking she has two really cute babies so if you're not familiar with maya knight she went viral a couple times holding her twin babies in one arm while she made bottles and I don't have kids. I don't even know if I want kids, but for some reason I am so enticed by her content because she's so raw and she's so real. Her voice is like really like pleasing to listen to, I guess, <laughs> without sounding like a total creep. But then on the flip side of that, um, somebody who I am loving right now and I may or may not fuck up the way that I you pronounce her name, but Drew a fool or it's Drew Afala. (laughs) Her name is Drew, and the best way that I can explain her content is she puts people in their place. And she has such a an engaging way of creating her videos she does these sound effects she has the most hysterical laugh like it's it's impossible to not love her in my opinion especially i love introducing her to i say like i know her i love introducing other people to her content as a favorite time, And then also just because it's still kind of relevant right now, the Duolingo TikTok account, if you are not familiar, is completely unhinged, completely off the walls erratic, threatens to kill people, threatens to sue them like if they don't use their app like it it was pretty absurd for a while and then i believe unless this is all just like a publicity stunt either way i'm following along i'm hooked duolingo you have viewer for life they got like their legal team involved and they were like okay like you have to stop making content like this like you cannot make this content and i personally lived for it also did anybody hear about the i believe it was natural ice beer or natty light the beer whoever runs their twitter account went nuts recently and it was a lot and what they were saying was like gross but like also hysterical and it honestly the like off the wallness of it truly does fit the natty ice brand it just didn't really look good on their marketing But anyway, that's something funny that happened recently in social media. So this next question, uh, this is actually something I've had written down as a video idea for a really long time, whether it's a TikTok or a YouTube something, showing the equipment that I currently use in my business. And I want to make a video showing what I invested in when I didn't need to, you know, times that I got the wrong thing, like things that if I could go back, I would just skip over and that's so let me kind of rephrase this answer so currently for my content i use a sony zv1 camera and a sony a6000 camera my microphone that i use to record this podcast is the yeti brand it's one of the tabletop ones i have a bunch of different like lighting kits tripods stuff like that but You know, truly to start your business, all you need is your phone and a computer. Like genuinely, I believe that. You might need some softwares on your computer, but as far as like external, you know, equipment, you don't really need all of that. And it, it really depends on what type of content you want to create. I personally prefer to use cameras and lights and all of this fancy, annoying ass stuff, but it's because that's the type of content that I want to create. Whereas you can literally just pick up your phone and make a TikTok. And I do that too. It's just for content like this or like filming for YouTube. I have a very specific way that I want it to look. So keep an eye out for another episode slash YouTube video of all the times that I messed up when I was upgrading my equipment. What is my go-to Starbucks order? So I want to preface this by saying I actually prefer Dunkin' over Starbucks. However, there isn't a Dunkin' Close to my house. There's a Starbucks about five minutes away. So obviously I end up going there more often than not. I also try to make coffee at home most of the time because I drink so much of it. Like it would just be unrealistic for me to buy the amount of coffee that I drink from Starbucks. So from Starbucks, I change it up. Usually it's anything that has to do with caramel. More often than not, it's usually just an iced coffee, either like a regular one or a cold brew um, with almond milk. And I think I do like two pumps of caramel sauce or syrup, whatever it's called. I don't know. I mobile order, so I don't have to talk to anybody in person because I have social anxiety. But especially during like, November and December I'm a big fan of their peppermint slash peppermint mocha flavors but I don't really do anything like super crazy like the I don't know shaken espressos or anything every once in a while I will get like a latte of some sorts usually with almond milk or oat milk or something like that I don't like dairy a uh, complete side note my favorite food i'm pretty basic here pizza or sushi like truly those are two things that i could eat no matter what like i don't have to be in the mood for pizza to want it like i will literally eat pizza anytime any day Fun story about a pizza one time. So me and a couple of my friends lived together. I think it was my second or third year living in Charleston. And it was like prime early 20s. Like we were going out all the time. We were just so fucking rowdy. And again, great time. Not a sustainable lifestyle. And we'll talk more about the times. We'll talk more about those times at a later time. Probably on the new projects. Anyway, we were coming home from downtown. Pre-COVID, obviously. Like a really pre-COVID era where we could be at the bars until 2am. So we were in an Uber coming back and I was drunk enough to not really register what time it was and to acknowledge that like Domino's was closed. So I ordered Domino's for everybody and there was like 12 of us like going back to our house and we, I ordered like five pizzas. We were up until like four or five o'clock in the morning before somebody was finally like, where are the pizzas? So I like try to check my phone I'm like whatever I like yeah like I'm probably making up that I ordered it. I probably like didn't actually and they're just like not coming because obviously Domino's isn't open at 5 a.m. anyway fast forward to 11 10 the next morning or it was like 10 10 like it was literally minutes after Domino's was allowed to start doing delivery orders. We get a knock on the door, and we all like start to like slowly come out of our like drunk hibernation state. And we're like, who's knocking at the door right now? So we look out the door, and it was Domino's with five pizzas. And we got to wake up to pizza because I had inputted this order as a future delivery, and it had just automatically selected the time that was like next available literally the minute that they opened the next morning so we were like literally their first delivery it was the best way to wake up honestly okay we'll go a little bit more social media based so which platform do I feel like is the most beneficial to be on right now I think this answer truly depends on the type of content that you want to create the type of content that you you know feel drawn to make where your audience would be it's like truly I I don't want to say that there are businesses that don't belong on TikTok because truly I think there is a space, especially in a marketing way, like I'm not saying like a a business owner can't have a personal TikTok if they want, like do literally whatever the fuck you want, but I'm saying like it's, there are definitely businesses that can focus their efforts elsewhere other than TikTok and still be just as successful. One example that I can give of this is I have over the last you know, time years of working with business owners, I've actually been able to see the back end of people who do live sales on Facebook. And really depending on what your product is, sometimes it's more beneficial to create a private Facebook group to build your community and then do live sales and give like a special discount to anybody who purchases from within the group, stuff like that. In general, if I could only pick one platform to be on, it would be tiktok like specifically excluding you know i guess like a podcast but like in general creating for social media i enjoy tiktok the most i think there is the most return on tiktok with that being said i will never give up instagram instagram has a way better user interface it's easier to categorize things on there it's easier in some ways they need to obviously work on their reels which is still relatively new and they've actually added a ton of new features Just in the last few days that I've noticed, like you can now sync your clips to a sound that you choose, which I mean, essentially now anybody can make a video and make it aesthetically pleasing, which is really cool. But again, I think I'll always kind of use Instagram as like my home base. It definitely has the easiest like DM communication, in my opinion. Facebook is not even really an option. Twitter is not even like remotely close in the running. It would really be between Instagram and TikTok and I guess YouTube. And that's the other thing too. Like I truly do think that there are a lot of people who would benefit by using YouTube to grow their business because the shelf life is crazy. I I have a video right now that has gone up almost a thousand views in the last two or three days, and that video's been posted for like two or three months. Like it's it's just got a crazy shelf life. The thing with that is like people want to see YouTubers and creators on YouTube, you know, outside of their element. I think that's really what it comes down to is every platform has a different feel a different vibe instagram's a little more curated a little more business focused to me like if they had to be placed in categories instagram is business tiktok is party Anyway, TikTok would definitely be my number one choice. And if I could only choose one platform to manage for people, it would be TikTok. If I could, you know, say this is the one platform everybody needs to be on, it would probably be TikTok, even though I don't consider that a thousand percent true. So, another kind of businessy question how many people do, how many people run my business? Essentially, is what this question is asking. So, I have outsourced for standalone things, I've outsourced for help with things like hashtag research I've outsourced for things like posting like I'll actually create the post and do the caption and the graphic and everything but that I have somebody physically go in and post it for me I don't actively work with anybody full-time which also influenced this decision to kind of you know figure out how I needed and wanted to pivot in my business because the next step with page media co was going to be to bring somebody on full-time and I I don't want to say I'm not in a position to do that. It's more about my control issues, which I understand I need to let go of. But it's, it's the same thing with, like, my content. Like, the only thing I would be able to outsource for would be somebody to, like, edit my YouTube videos, edit my TikToks, and... I I like to be in control of that because I want to be the creator and I'm not you know saying anything bad about anybody who does outsource for those things. There's a lot of reasons that I I prefer to be a one person team. I don't want to be in charge of anybody else. I have to be in charge of myself full time and that's really hard because I don't have anybody above me. So the thought of having somebody or multiple people below me full time like that stresses me out. I would rather just leave my business at in the place that it's at because again, like I'm good. I don't need to expand my business anymore. Like I'm fine with Page Media Co. being where it is. I would rather put that effort into my other projects and maybe eventually monetize them. But right now I'm going into them as they are just passion projects that there is no need to monetize them. So yeah. So another fun one, what is my favorite TV show? I am a weird TV show watcher. I really, really don't have the attention span for movies like at all tv shows it's hard if i had to say my favorite number one tv show ever is friends like obviously hands down the types of tv shows that i watch there's not very much competition between them i love trashy reality shows i love teen mom 16 and pregnant like trashy mtv reality shows and tlc shows are my jam the Duggers, like i love keeping up with all of them the kardashians like I watch all of these, like, super trashy reality shows because I love seeing the way that other people live. Not, like, in an envious way. Like, I promise I'm not out here jealous of how the Duggers live. Which, also, if you're not caught up on the whole Duggar thing, it's – you should be. It's kind of depressing. Huge trigger warning, like, sexual assault and child things. But it just – it's it's crazy. But anyway, again, watching these people isn't in, in a – Wanting to be them kind of way, it's I just truly am fascinated by the way that other people live. So I love trashy reality shows, SVU, Law and Order. I I could watch any episode of that ever. I think I have seen every single episode. There's even the ones that are currently on TV. And then there's like classics like Breaking Bad, Weeds. Like obviously I love like those shows, but it's like if I had to choose one that I could only watch for the rest of my life it would for sure be friends what are some things that you do outside of working uh the answers to that right now is nothing I literally don't have any hobbies I have turned every single hobby that I've ever had into a business and that's the point of these goals is for 2022 to learn how to tattoo and to go to nail school so that I can have hobbies again I really pushed myself into a negative place with. I couldn't enjoy hobbies because all I could think in my head was like, there's something else I could be doing or I could be turning this hobby into a business and it just ruined like all hobbies for me. But again, these two coming into the new year, I don't plan on monetizing. They are strictly just for fun and to be hobbies. So check back in with me in about six months and I'll let you know what my hobbies are. So just a little backstory before I answer this next question. Again, if you know me, if you've followed me, if we've connected, you know that I I hate I hate people who use the tactics of luxurious lifestyle, short work days, lots of money, it happens overnight, it happens so quick, I could quit my job in a month, blah, blah, blah. I hate people who use those tactics to sell their courses. And this question directly correlates with that. So this question says, who do you consider qualified to be creating courses? And to me, It's not about somebody really being qualified to make a course. It's more so, it's weird to me when people teach things that they haven't done themselves, right? Like, how am I trusting you to lead me and teach me something that you have never actually actively done yourself? Like, you're a business coach? Okay, cool. Show me a business that you've built. Like, show me how this works. If somebody has, like, client results to back these up, that's one thing. But so many of these people out here trying to sell social media management courses are literally just teaching how to sell a course. Like they're teaching you how to build a course and how to sell a course. And they don't actually make their monthly income the way that they say they do. They don't make their monthly income from having social media clients. They make their monthly income from that course that they're selling you. So to me, I just would never purchase a digital product or trust somebody to teach me something without having an extensive like background on them and like really truly trusting who they are and understanding that they have done with their business what I want to do with mine like that's the only time I would trust somebody is who, who can show me like hey I have done this like I again I truly believe that your portfolio and social proof are some of the only things that you need to book clients and that's why because you need to be able to show that you know what you're doing that you have actively done this and that you can replicate it for somebody new and that's why I just don't love all of these social media managers making courses because so many of them skip over the part of actually having clients and they just put together like this bullshit fluff oh you have to have a hook and a call to action in your caption when like that's not the shit that matters like the shit that matters is having like your business set up your back end stuff your processes your workflows knowing how to communicate with clients that's the stuff that's important So I guess that would be a qualification after I say qualifications is that whoever I am trusting to learn from has to say and show me that they have done what I want to do and that I will get that with their course. Okay. I think it's time. My seltzer is out almost. That's the kind of person I am on a Wednesday night. Anyway, I, like I said, I I wish I could say when this episode would be airing, but it's really going to be up to fate how soon I can get it put together and officially, you know, even announce that there is a podcast at this point of recording. I haven't even said anywhere that this is happening. I just, uh, today was the day I needed to sit down and hit record. So if you have any suggestions for any topics that, you know, are social media related without having to be like a huge educational process like if you just you know have questions please feel free to dm me on instagram i am seriously here to help no matter how i possibly can but i would love to be able to you know make this podcast at least a little valuable for you instead of just you having to listen to me talk so any suggestions that you have i am open to hearing them And then if you would like to chat about being a guest on here, again, I have a pretty extensive list lined up. So once I get, you know, kind of that end, like I need to get a booking link going, I need to kind of schedule time with all of these people who are already on here. But if you are interested in being on here or you know somebody who is, please reach out again instagram dm is going to be the best place to reach me and by instagram dms i mean my you know main handle at page media co i even right now am second guessing myself if i want to actually make an instagram dedicated to this podcast or if i should just leave it on my main feed i don't know so anyway page media co always going to be able to find me there you can also find me on tiktok at page media co you can also search page media co on youtube and i have some mini trainings on there i have lots of free resources a free content calendar if you're here for anything like that but again if we're not already connected just on instagram or wherever your favorite platform like i said i have lots coming and i'm super excited to finally be able to cross this off of my to-do list i've been meaning to do this for months i'm excited to get this going i'm excited to share other people's stories on here and hopefully have you along for the ride And yeah, if you need anything, I'll be here and I will be back super soon with another episode, but TBD on that launch date. Okay, bye. Hey, it's me again, your host, Lex. I would love if you came over to Instagram and hung out with us at the social media survival guide. You can also find my personal slash business account at page media coach Just make sure we're staying connected in your favorite places. If you or anybody that you know is interested in being a guest on here, please DM me again. The quickest way to reach me is going to be at page media co, but make sure you follow at the social media survival guide, just to stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.